Welcome to this week's episode of Duking It Out. My name is Hannah Campbell. I'm here with... Stacey Campbell. Hello. My father. Yes. Um, this is a podcast where we like to chat about anything that has to do with pop culture because our family is sick of us just like talking at them. So we just decided we'll make it a little bit more productive and make a podcast. We've taken our family um, as far as they can go. And so yeah, they're at their limit. Yeah, so we needed to we needed to expand the circle. Yeah. Um, and in this podcast, again, each week one of us surprises the other one with a different pick. It could be a movie, TV show, book. At this point, I don't even know what episode we're on, but we have only chosen thirteen. Movies. Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just checked. <laughs> thirteen episodes and. The pattern is probably just going to continue with movies right now, but just because that's what we love the most. Um, a TV show would be time, easy as well. It would be easy. It would just take a little bit longer, but we haven't done that Yeah, yet. I think we would just have to plan that out for, yeah. I don't know. Um, we, but last time I requested that we watch Wes Anderson's Darjeeling Limited. So that's what we're going to be talking about um, here in this first segment, and then our second segment is where we talk about what is making us most excited, and then our last one is Last Call, and that is where Dad will tell me what we will be diving into next time. My pick! Yes. But here, on this episode, again, we are talking about Darjeeling Limited, which is my personal favorite Wes Anderson movie. I was just going to ask, where does this sit in your ranking? The very top. I really? love this one. Um, Even more than first, Moonrise Kingdom? I thought that was a big well, one. Well, and I love Moonrise Kingdom, but I think at this point, there are just certain moments in it that feel like pedophilia. Like, it just doesn't feel... And I know Wes Anderson didn't intend that. Like, the whole part where they're dancing and they're, like, half naked and then they start making it. Oh. All of that stuff. I know it was a closed set and I know... But that just, like, ekes me out now. Huh. I can't. I love everything else about that movie, but that one scene kind of sours it for me. I don't even remember it. I've seen it one time. <laughs> that checks out for you, yeah. But I'm, su- um, I'm surprised but... that this is your number one because it's... There's... It's so um, male-dominated. It is, and that's... well. There's no females. What's one that's hardly. not male-dominated in Wes Anderson? Wes, all of Wes Anderson's... Well, the Royal Tenenbaums, I feel like, are more... It's a little more that's balanced. True. I think. I think in my list... Royal Tenenbaums and Darjeeling Limited, they're very close, but again, with that hmm. one... I don't like <laughs> I don't like the thing that the siblings are in love. And I know that they're not blood related and they adopted uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Right. But they fall in love and that's the whole thing. It's their love story and that ekes me out. <laughs> I can't. I know. I know that it's not blood, but they like grew up together and they acted like siblings for a long time. So there are just some, but I love Ben Stiller in that one. I know, I he's do love him that. and his sons. They're so cute. Yeah. Um, but because this is my favorite Darjeeling, or Wes Anderson, I do have the Criterion collection of it. Of which course is you do. Such, 
I'm not behind Criterion Collection. I always get gifted these. I would never buy this for myself just because it's so, you know, like film boy. Right. It's so, <gasps> it's so excessive. It's so, but then if I get any, if I'm ever given, because I have this and then I have Moonrise Kingdom and I have the Before Sunrise trilogy on Criterion. Hmm. But when I get it, it, they are amazing and I love them. Do they have tons of extras? Because I don't have any. So, so much. So much extra stuff. Huh. I tried, well, I'll get into that, but I wanted um, <laughs> just to say what this movie is about, and I'm just going to read it from yes. the back of uh, my DVD here, which they're just so cute. I know we're on a oh, yeah. podcast, but I love them so much. Um, so this says, in director Wes Anderson's The Darjeeling Limited, three estranged brothers reunite for a meticulously planned, soul-searching train voyage across India one year after the death of their father. Armed with 11 suitcases, a laminated itinerary, a can of pepper spray, a supply of over-the-counter painkillers, <laughs> and a host of family conflicts ready to erupt, Francis, Peter, and Jack eventually find themselves stranded alone in the middle of the desert, at which point an unexpected new chapter in their journey begins. And then it goes on to tell who's in this movie. But hmm. that's a good summary. so much extra stuff in there. Yeah, I loved that. So where does this land in Wes Anderson for you? Because you're not, like, do you love Wes Anderson? I used like, to in his earlier mm-hmm. days in the Royal Tenenbaums, uh, mm-hmm. the Life Aquatic, uh, those kind of things. But um, this is pretty high, I believe. Because what I I think the thing I most appreciated about it, excuse me, was it was very much Wes Anderson, but it wasn't gratuitous Wes Anderson. Yeah. And he has some films where it's just, it's every shot is gratuitous. And you know what I mean by that. It's hard for me to explain. I think it's like the wide pan or, or like the wide shot and it just is also meticulously. Yeah detailed in there and it and it almost feels cartoony like like the trailer for his new one asteroid city or asteroid Mm -hmm. town or asteroid city asteroid city that one i've i've felt a little bit of bile pop up pop up in my mouth (laughs) because it was like okay this is way over the top wes anderson here (laughs) and i think that's what turned me off of it love it this one it it felt appropriate. There were it definitely had that feel and the auteurness of him, mm-hmm. without it being super excessive, and yeah, and I felt okay. I can I can handle this amount, but when it's like every shot and camera angle oozes of his auteurness, it's like okay, that's can we dial it down a little bit? So this is probably it's it's probably pretty high. I I'm I'm not a Wes Anderson expert to be able to say exactly where it lines up, but it's probably in the top 5 I would say. Yeah. I had some problems with it. I would have liked to have seen a few different things in it which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Um but but it wasn't over the top Wes Anderson. I guess that's what I'm saying. And I appreciated that. Yeah. I needed that. I, I agree with that. I think I've gotten so into like his older, um, like I've, I watched this one and probably Royal Tenenbaums the most. Like we always watch Royal Tenenbaums during the fall. 
Um, so I've kind of, and I don't like Grand Budapest Hotel. I can't watch that one anymore. Hmm. I never liked it when it first came out, and then I've tried rewatching it, and I just I can't. I don't like it. And um, I didn't see his. That one feels very. That one's very Wes Anderson. Yes, but that's the part. That's the only part of the movie that I like is how Wes Andersony it is. Or like Fantastic Mr. Fox. Like I love. Oh yeah, Fantastic I love that Mr. one. Fox. But that one's fine to be so meticulous like that because it is an animated, well, stop motion, I guess. Right. I just love the feel of his movies they make. I think, um, because we went to see The French Dispatch, which you won't like. You won't like that movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Uh, That was the one that came out like two years ago, I think. Um, But our aunt. uh, I don't even know if it's been that long. It might have just been. I think it was 2021. Huh, okay. I'm pretty sure. I may still think I'm in 2022, so that may be the problem. <laughs> but he, um, we went into that movie and Dawn took us, and she is, like, she loves Wes Anderson right. probably more than I do. Who she is your aunt? She loves Wes Anderson. And we went in there and she, like, brought us, um, French snacks. Oh my gosh. I can't remember what they're called. Just like French pastries that we were okay. snacking on. The Croissants? Hotel. It was so fun. No. What are those ones that look like a sandwich? Those like little... Oh. Desserts. Dang it. I know Katie is going to be like yelling at her computer. Oh, I can't remember I can't those. Remember. They make those all the time but, on the Great British Baking Show. Yeah. I can't... Whatever. Um, But like the movie started and I could feel Katie, Dawn, and I all just like... Like a sigh of relief, like we are in good hands. This is what I say. And I know if you saw that first shot of that movie, you would like your eyes would be rolling up your head, just like this is not for me. I can't do it. Um, <laughs> but I love, I love Wes Anderson and everything about him, and especially this movie. What didn't work for you in this movie? Um, I think the thing that did not work for me because I I loved a lot of. A lot of things in it. I love the three different mm-hmm. characters. I think the thing that did not work for me is it it felt like it had an emotional aloofness, an emotional distance. And I mm-hmm. think I think Wes Anderson normally feels normally feels that way in most of his movies. Like there's not a there's not an emotional core. It's every, everybody's very stilted. Even when they say hard things, it's just kind of said bluntly, matter-of-factly, and they kind of go on. So there's not like um, a, emotional, not a, not emotional depth to it. Um, I I'm the youngest of three boys, three brothers. Mm-hmm. And so I think I was wanting something cathartic in this that would speak to me in my with my brothers because here are three yeah. guys going on a big trip to kind of to try to reconnect and fix their broken relationship and I you know I think that happened at the end but I would have I would have liked to have I would have liked to have had a fireside chat and I, that's just not Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't do that. 
I'm so happy you brought up your brothers because I was like, I was going to ask a couple questions and then warm you up and kind of see if you felt any like kinship with these three brothers and their like relationship and how it relates to you. I would have, I mean, I would have, I've always, I would have, uh, I've always wanted something like that with my brothers to go on a trip because, and I think I've told you this, my brothers are seven and 10 years older than me and we have never been in the same room alone without wives as adults it just yeah it's just never it's never happened and that is such a weird thing and Mm -hmm. um and so to 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 always think about that i even at one point tried to get them to come out to colorado and us get a cabin you know something like that and i was literally laughed at (laughs) <laughs> and like yeah okay all right yeah that's not gonna that's not gonna happen so so i think knowing that um and that longing that i've always had for that kind of a deeper connection with my brothers i think i wanted to see some of that on screen with these guys yeah and i, I wanted them to i mean you got a little bit of it when they were being tucked into bed when they eventually find their mom at the at the convent mm-hmm. and she's kind of going around kissing all three of them and tucking them in bed and they really revert to when they were kids it seems like yeah um and it's a cute factor but still that there's not a there there wasn't a clearing of the air between the three of them and i just don't think wes anderson yeah. ever does anything like that well i think I think before they go back to their mom and they, um, I don't think they have any problems with each other that they have to clear up. I think the whole movie is them kind of going through their own shit and trying to figure out how to heal from that. I don't think they have any like problems or like bad things with their relationship. I think they were all just so broken after their father's death. So they like, yeah, I think so that's I think... I think that's somewhat true, but the mm-hmm. fact in the first third of the movie when they're when Peter and Jack are telling each other things but not including Francis and then Francis does that with Peter and not including Jack and and being yeah. intentional about it and then at one point Francis says I kind of I kind of raised all of us, didn't I? I mean, he kind of he says something like that, and there's yeah. there's a little twinge of regret, um, and they and he's you know very controlling, but they just kind of go with it, but then they push against it a little bit. So there's something there, and you know Francis has tried to kill himself right before this the movie starts, mm-hmm. so there's some stuff there, but it just doesn't really. It's like it's not treated seriously enough. And I think Wes Anderson think, does that. He kind of, yeah, kind of winks at you a little bit, gives you a little tease of, of something that there's something there, but we kind of gloss over it and get back to the the humor, the, the dark humor of things. Which, I sort of I sort of agree with that. But I think, like while I was watching this, I kind of felt that way like before um, beforehand, and then I was watching it this time. And because my whole thing was, I don't understand 
why the mom scene feels so weird the whole time. I was like, this just feels like I know this is the whole point of their trip, but why does this feel so like tacked on? Like the way that they were all looking at each other to kind of convey what they're feeling. I I was just kind of like, this isn't really helping them, and I don't understand why their mom is being so bad. But I think this ties in with all the other things that they were doing during this trip, which, again, I still think it's more of, like, a self-healing thing rather than their relationship. Because at the beginning, they do, like, bicker. But I think that's just... That's like just brothers. Sibling yeah. Type, yeah. Yeah. Like, they all just have their quirks, and they're all just kind of, like, getting back used to being with them. Um, and, like, he... Owen Wilson... Oh, let me... Yeah, Owen Wilson plays Francis. Uh, Peter is... Adrian Brody and Jack is Jason Schwartzman. But I think, like, Francis's whole life, it was just surrounded by his brothers and, like, making sure that they keep the peace. Like, the flashback to the funeral and, like, them freaking out over their dad's car. <laughs> he was the one that was, like, keeping it together. And right. he... And the reason that he was able to keep himself together was because he was trying to keep everyone else together. And so as soon as they left and, like, they disappeared for a year, I think he kind of collapsed, and that's why he attempted suicide. Which, that's just me, like, looking really deeply into this. And so he does that, and this whole movie is them trying to use different things to heal themselves, like... Um, Rita, the sweet lime girl, he's trying to use her. And then Francis's? India, just in general. Huh? Francis's? No, Jack. I'm oh, sorry. Jack. Okay, Jack yeah. was using her. Yeah. Everyone, they're all using India to try and, like, they're trying to go on a spiritual journey, and they're wanting that to fix them rather than themselves fix themselves. Right. And, like, looking inside. So then the last-ditch effort is to go to their mom to get her to heal them. Yeah, but she but the whole point won't. the whole point of India is the mom, is to go to to their mom, because that was my thing. Well, I, that was my thing that I, I think that was Francis's point. Well, yeah, th exactly. That was yeah. Francis's point. But I was, you know, we were. It was probably a third into the movie or so, and I was like, "Why are we here in India? What's the?" I was looking <laughs> at it from a narrative perspective, and then from a filmmaker's perspective of. Why yeah. why choose India? And then it was soon after that that he came clean and said, Mom's at this convent, we're going there. And it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Okay, I appreciate yeah. that. Because otherwise, if it was just the production company got a great great tax incentive, so we're going to film this here. And it's like, <laughs> what? That that just seemed weird. Um, yeah. So so I, I, I appreciated that. But even going... Even going back to the mom, the whole crux of that being the mom, I think I'm a, I, you know me, I'm a big believer in words, in using I knew, words. They, yeah, I knew you hate that part. And so, and but I think this is, I think this is a great snapshot of the film where she has the boys all around her and they're kind of, why weren't you at dad's funeral? Why did you leave? Why did you? And they were kind of going after her and she said, I think it would be better if we express our how we're feeling without words. And they just sit there and smirk at each other, kind of, <laughs> and stare at each other, and then they go to bed. 
<clears throat> and it's yeah. like, ugh. That's, I think that's a, a great summary of the emotional connection with this film. It's just like, we're just going to be silent. And that doesn't, I have a hard well, time with that. That doesn't necessarily yeah. heal stuff. I agree, but I think that was supposed to be like, because I remember the first time watching it and I hated that because I was raised by you. And I was like, <laughs> talk, why aren't you talking? Um, but I think now, I think it just shows how she is not going to be the one that's going to be able to do anything for them. Yeah. And, and they I really wanted her to be the one to fix it and yep. she won't. And I, and I think that's a good point. I think it does speak to her character and her as a mom and her running away. But as a film, as, as watching the film, the narrative, it's like, I, I needed that. I wanted, yeah, I wanted the blister to be burst instead of it just receding. Well, yeah. And I guess maybe that's where we differ is like, I didn't find that to be the point is to like, yeah, I know. Confront her or anything. I think it was just to show, like, she's not going to help you either. You have to do it. Yeah. You three need to individually go into yourselves and figure out your shit yourselves. Right. And they do, and that's. I think that's kind of like the last, um, that last shot where the very heavy-handed metaphors. There's like three oh really heavy. It's so bad, and I. I know that they're super heavy-handed. With them running to the train. Because I love them. Yes. With them running to the train. And they've carried these 11 bags. They're carrying these bags. And they're like, oh, we're going to throw off the bags. And I'm like, we get it. I was sitting there. Yeah, I was sitting there watching it. And your mom is watching it with me. And she was like, oh, they're throwing off all the luggage. All the baggage that they've had. And I was like, Really? I didn't catch that from this. And she was saying it sarcastically, and I was saying it back. It's like, oh my gosh. Can we be more on the nose? Yes, but it's also a really good shot. I loved watching them throw it and catch the train. I loved that. I still love it. There's that really heavy metaphor, and then the one where they're all, like, getting ready together in the bathroom and, like, freshening up, and he starts taking off his bandages. And it's, like, right before they're about to see their mom. And he's taking everything off, and he looks awful. It, it does. looks terrible yeah. still. And he's like, oh, I guess I have some more healing to do. I'm like, we get it. Like, we got it, we got it, we got it. Yeah. yeah. So, but I also don't, like, I still love that scene. I love that scene. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess, yeah, some things, it's just a weird, yeah, Wes Anderson is always weird with, like, how he's coming across and trying to, because he does make light of emotional stuff, but then there's a point where it's not light anymore. And then there's some, like, emotional thing that happens. And we get it for a couple minutes, but then we're back into the dark comedy kind of stuff. I, I feel like he could have, if he would have, like, the, the scene where they rescue the three boys in the river. And, well, well they, yeah, they rescue two boys and the third dies. Uh-huh. But that that whole scene is it's so suddenly violent that it it, yeah. it takes me out it of it. It's so shocking. Yeah, it is. And so I wish he would have embedded that scene with 
a, a little more emotion with them or because even when they're saying because um, I think it's I think it's Peter who was trying to rescue the boy that gets killed in the in the river I think he tells another little boy his friend and says would you just tell them that I yeah tried or I did everything I had or, him until we got to the rocks yeah or something like that but even then it still it still felt very emotionally removed it, it was just mad almost like he was a, a news anchor reading a teleprompter would you would you really? tell him I I don't know yeah. I wish I would have I wish there would have just been some emotion that we would have seen and maybe I'm just I'm it maybe it would have felt super weird in this movie but that could have been that scene there could have been a nice connection point between the three brothers that would have given Which, me a little bit of a feel and I, I think I think the problem that I have with that scene because um, again it is so shocking I think that's kind of the thing that I have or the problem that I have with um, them being in India, there's always just been something that feels like a little off. It's not like they're appropriating the culture because it never feels like they're right. putting on that they know anything about it or, um, and they're not making fun of it. No, they they're not down on it, right. which is very like, that's really nice. That's like bare minimum. And they're always, they're always down to do whatever anyone else is doing. Yep. It just feels like they are there to use the culture which again goes back to my other point of like they're using India to try and they're trying to have a spiritual thing that they think they can have in India because it's India so that they can heal themselves so they're just using it doesn't feel like they want to go there to learn like that one part where they're praying all three of them is right after they got in trouble with the snake right um, and they're like bowing and they're like, is it working? Like, do you guys feel anything? It just feels yeah. like they're using it to do something else. It doesn't. But that, that could have been in any, that could have been in any setting or any culture. They could have done that in the Catholic exactly. church back home. Yeah. So. And I think that's like that. And then them saving this child who we never find out the name. Like he asks for the name and then we don't get it, which I thought was a little weird. And then. They're using this funeral to kind of go back to their own trauma and go through that. And that's when we have the flashback to yeah. um, their own like debacle trying to get to the funeral, which I still love how it's shot. The like slow motion of them oh, walking yeah. into the car and then them getting in and immediately Boom. going back. And they're in the same position, yeah. they're black rather than white. I love that. Well, and that's that was the thing that jumped out at me about the the Indian funeral. It's like, man, I think I want my funeral to look like this because everybody's yeah. in white. There's flowers. Yeah. It was like, that is what a celebration. In, like, yeah. Yeah. It was such an interesting, different take on death in, in that culture that I just never Which, realized. I never put that together. Yeah. And I, I like that they weren't trying to, like, educate us nope. on mm -mm. why they do it differently. Nope. I like that they were just there, and they were just there to watch. and Which is why I, I don't mind how India is treated in this movie, and it never feels um, insulting in any way. No, it, feels it, so it really doesn't. Authentic. But 
Yeah, it felt yeah, very it felt started. very respectful. Yeah, and I I love I love all of that. Um, how did you feel about the amount of set pieces? The amount of set pieces. What do you mean? You always go on and on about all of your movies, and you're like, oh, I love when there are so many set pieces. There have to be so many things, different places that they have to go. There are so many in this movie. So many. Yeah. We I, have, like, three different trains. Yeah, we that's true. We got this true. village. We got buses. Yeah, that is that is true. <laughs> I think I think when I'm when I'm thinking of set pieces, I you know I mean like action, big action set pieces and and things like. So there were different. It was a visually arresting film, definitely. I do hate yeah. I do hate the zooms. I just don't like zooms. And there are so many. There's probably three or four zooms in this, yeah. and I just I abhor them. It takes me out of it because it's like we're not in the '70s, Wes. We're not in the '70s, so stop doing this. But some of his other, I didn't mind some of his other frames, some of his other shots. There was one, I think, oh, when they're in yeah. the when they're in their uh, coach. I I can't remember what you call a a train mm -hmm. room, but when they're in their yeah, when they're in their room, and I think they're just waking up, and one of them's blocking the window, and then they move out of the way, and then you see in the far background one of the other brothers on the phone, or so. It's just framed so beautifully, so nicely. It's, I don't know. Um, I think this one has like the most um, of these kinds of shots where like you're the frame has some people and. They'll be like talking and they'll go out of frame and go somewhere else and like loop around or something or the camera will be moving, yeah. they're panning along <laughs> and they start over here and then they like run over so they're on the other side of the camera. I just love, because that doesn't happen very often. Like if someone is talking, they're on camera, but Wes is so loosey-goosey with that and the choreography of the camera yeah. and like, or especially at the part where they're trying to get their um, dad's car before the funeral and Adrian Brody is just like running all over the place in and out of the shot and he's like going in and out of doors and he's trying to open that thing to get the keys and it like barely hits his yeah. face. I love all of that. That feels so it just feels so natural. Yeah. There's some there's some great shots in it. Um and again they're they're wonderfully composed without it feeling uh cartoonish like some of his other Mm -hmm. other movies are it feels a little more subdued subtle but it's like oh that is that that's beautiful right there which <clears throat> i was just reading um in this little extra thing that i got in my dvd they were talking about um well before when i watched this movie i was like maybe i'll watch with a commentary on mm. no i can't do that i like this movie too much <laughs> i tried but then they're not Sometimes they're not even talking about like what's going on on screen. They're just telling stories. They're just like talking about something else, and I'm like, I want to watch this movie though. I want to watch the movie. Um, so I would turn it on sometimes just to see if they had in, anything to say about a scene, but they never do. They were so boring. But anyway, on this like extra thing in the DVD, they're talking about why he made this movie, Wes Anderson, why he started writing it, and because Steve Zissou, the um, aquatic life of Steve Zissou. Uh, that movie is about making a movie and the gap between the actual movie and like how they made it. Huh. 
Okay. Which I was like, okay, interesting. So with this one, he was like, I want to make it very, like, present. I want those, I want that gap to be nothing. I want it to be almost documentarian kind of thing. So, like, um, he wanted just, like, very in the present. What's happening is happening now, which feels so far removed from what he's doing now because he's so detail-oriented and mm. everything just seems so on point with um, his vision nowadays. But back then, that's why, like, whenever they're out walking in India, you see, like, random people who will walk past, and those are not actors. Those are just people that are trying to get around them when oh, <laughs> they wow. talk about it. Um, I think one of the times I turned on the commentary it was when they were in the market, uh, like, getting the pepper spray and all the stuff. And they were like, yeah, these <clears> people were not actors. Like, we just went out there, and we were just filming them do that. And that was just a really fun, yeah. <laughs> like, experiment to do. And the actors just kind of go with it. They're just so free, willy-nilly that they're able to just keep the scene going, and, huh. which I just found fascinating. Yeah, that is cool. How he wanted to do that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Francis is the Francis character. He His personal assistant is there with them in the beginning of the movie, Brendan, yeah. who he said, we will never even notice, we'll never even see. Um, but we wind up seeing him quite a bit, actually. But did he did he remind you of anyone? I just know that he plays a character in Fantastic Mr. Fox, so he just reminds me of that. Oh, character. really? Why? What do you think? He reminded me of the fireman in Roxanne, Steve Martin's Roxanne, <laughs> who who is describing the one guy. He's like, "Don't look at his nose; it's so big." But don't stare at it. He, I had to look it up. I was like, is this the same guy? It's not. Oh my gosh. But he just, re- the way he talks and he's kind of got this way he does his mouth. He were, totally reminds yeah. me of that one fireman in Roxanne. And I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot stop thinking of this. So, That's so funny. Yeah. The, the one thing that I was, I was expecting that didn't happen unless I completely missed it. And I totally could have, but I, I was thinking that there were going to be like a theme of three things throughout the whole movie. Like at the very beginning, Francis orders food for him, which is hilarious Mm -hmm. that he's doing all these things for him. How about you take the chicken and why don't you do the fish and, and do you want the lamb? And I love, wait, I love that, that whole dining car scene. Oh yeah. That's my favorite scene in the movie. But he, when Adrian Brody's like, can you not order for me? And he's like, okay, I won't. And they order dessert. He's like, da-da-da-da-da. And da, the cookies sound good, right? He's going to order for himself. As if he's a child. Then he like, orders he, he's cookies. He's like, I'll take, and I'll take the cookies. But, but the, he does that with such kindness. It's not even, Yeah. He, he's not even trying to be, it, it doesn't even sound like he's trying to be bossy or controlling. He's just. This is why you are Francis. What? You are Francis. Yes. No You are way. Francis, Katie is Francis, I am Peter, Jackson's Jack, and Mom, I think, is also Jack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was it was definitely, I wrote down, Francis is Katie on a trip, for sure. Because <laughs> exactly. one of my questions was, which brother do you think you are, and which one do you think I am? But I was like, we all know that Katie is Francis. Like, yeah, we know that. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could... I don't know if I could really tell much of a distinguishing 
difference between Peter and Jack? Well, Peter stands up for himself, I think. Kind of. And is more annoyed. I think Jack likes how controlling Francis is. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So anyway, I I was just expecting there to be more of threes like chicken fish and lamb oh. um and they were going to use the feather as a spiritual awakening and he says i'll hold the feather you bury it and you blow yours away or something like that so i thought there was mm-hmm. going to be like this this pattern of threes that unless i missed it it didn't seem like it 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 did that as much well well i think the only reason it was a pat was because that they are three brothers so those are like the three yeah, I just like they have three feathers because there are three of them. Right. I just was I was thinking that the even how they use the feathers or even the f- kinds of food that they eat would say something about their characters. And I mm. I don't think it does unless no. unless I just missed that. So I don't think so. Yeah. Did you watch the short hotels? I did. Quiet? I I did after the fact. Because uh, I had forgotten about it when you when you said something about it, and well, then I was looking okay. through notes and I was like, "Oh, that's right." So I looked it up and 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 watched it. It was like, "Okay, well, that explains the one shot of Natalie Portman in the movie that I did not understand." Natalie, uh, and you see her like put the perfume in a suitcase. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying it explains why she's in that one yeah, shot yeah. in the movie. It uh, also explains why the perfume is in a suitcase. Right. It does. And and the significance of, I think, something that he writes in the short story. Mm-hmm. Um, the because Because it's what he says to her. Um, so, yeah, there was... It was interesting. Yeah, I... Because when... It's funny. Whenever I have shown this movie to uh, roommates or friends... It always takes me forever to find it on YouTube, and then we watch it, and then we go to the DVD. But then I always, like, as I play the movie, there's an option, like, oh, do you want to watch it with the short? And I was like, oh, that was stupid. Oh. I, it's on here already. <laughs> Dumb. But, so I remember this time, and on the menu, I have a problem with DVDs, apparently. I can't get a hang of them. I'll tell a story in a second about Okay. All right. But, with this, with this, it says you can play... Uh, Darjeeling Limited with Hotel Chevalier or just Darjeeling Limited or just the short. So I was like, oh, I'll play it with the short. It didn't play at the beginning. So I was like, oh, I guess it'll play at the end. Is this a short that's supposed to be watched after the movie? But then it didn't play at the end. And I was like, okay. So I just turned it on. And I turned on the commentary because I... I just have no opinion about the short. I'm just like, this is silly, and we don't totally need it. Um, yeah, we don't. We don't. You don't really have to watch it. The only but, thing it so would have. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just um, the commentary. It was just Wes Anderson, and he was talking about how um, they made this short in like two days, and he wrote this before Darjeeling, and then while he was writing Darjeeling, he wrote them as separate things and was like, well, I guess Jason hmm. Schwartzman, he's playing the same character, so I'm just going to combine them, and that's why he did that. And um, He was also talking about how he was always so interested in what, what are they called? Omnibus movies? Which, they it was popular in 
um, France, where it's a collection of shorts, which is French Dispatch, which I found huh. interesting. very interesting. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's why he made that movie, because he's been connection. thinking about this for so long. Anyway, um, I thought that was a fun connection, yeah. but he also, he was talking just like, it's like a fun fact. When she put the thing in the suitcase, they filmed different sizes of packages because he didn't know what he oh. didn't want. He wanted it to be at that point, wow. and they had filmed. I think they filmed this like a year before they even took the trip to India to like scout. Huh. Um. So that was funny. That is. But, yeah. Yeah. It was. I mean, the only thing that was super helpful was to see to really fully understand that Jason Schwartzman's character Jack was running mm-hmm. away, was running away from his problems, and that was thematically tied in with the whole movie um yeah but i mean i think you could have explained that in one line in the actual movie um and there was a lot of natalie portman that we saw in that short that was unexpected yeah i was like why is she naked i know why is she still naked well and i think that's the thing where because he puts the robe on her and then that's the robe he wears throughout all of darjeeling limited so I was like, okay, I guess, I guess it's still showing that he still is obsessed with her. Oh. I don't really think he loves her. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't make that connection. Yeah, that that was a weird shot. Hmm. I don't. Yeah, I don't love it. I love Natalie, but I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't need this, but I like how the very end of Darjeeling with him reading his short and he just quotes exactly yeah. what they said and i love francis like keeping up the act of like oh he thinks like he doesn't want us to know that this is non-fiction <laughs> and then peter is like i like how mean you are yeah i love that line <laughs> i love that line <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love at the very beginning when when uh francis is first is it first? no it's when peter is first reading his short story on just you know hotel yeah. stationary and he's reading the... yeah and he's reading it and then he starts laughing at it and and poor jack is like what part are you laughing at what part are you laughing at oh it, i'm not laughing at your short story i'm just laughing at something else. <laughs> i was like oh i've been there it's such a dick oh my gosh there's that and then um in that same scene, because it's still it's still my favorite, and I always cry every time where he's like, "Okay, I need a Peter." He's like, "I'm gonna go to the bathroom," and then he goes back to like the middle of the, uh, and he just is like he bursts into tears. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love that so much, and him, yeah, and him always having all of his dad's things, the glasses and the keys and the shaver. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. It's so good. It's good. Yeah. It's a good movie. I think I think just my, my last thoughts are um, I hate every woman in it. They do such a bad job. Like with Rita, not I don't hate the character, I just hate the how they're represented. Hmm. Like Rita, the way he treats her, it's just not written well and does she doesn't even need to be there well i think that's what i'm saying it's like so the the characters feel they feel cold and distant so they almost feel like caricatures even the three brothers because there's not that emotional center that 
warmth. Yeah. And maybe that's some of that with her, with with the yeah. women. It's definitely I, that way with mom. Or like, that and then, or like how Peter treats his wife who is seven months pregnant and he didn't even tell her that he was going to India. That whole thing, and then yeah. they're congratulating him on having a boy and he takes out that little sweater, which is adorable, but I'm like, <clears throat> you didn't tell your pregnant wife? I don't hate the women in this movie. I hate how they're treated. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's and but, that's their whole running away from stuff. Whole right. Running away. And that's the point, and they're supposed to. Well, I think be kind of shitty people. And, right. Ugh. And I think to to me, and maybe I just missed it, but I don't, I don't know if he ever, if he ever says that she's his wife. Yeah, he, she is. Okay. Yeah. Because he was talking about how he thought he was going to get divorced. Oh. He's the... like, I always thought when I got married, I'd get divorced, but I still love my wife, and now she's pregnant. Okay. Okay. Which, yeah, I just think is... That was just a weird... I didn't understand that. I just always expected to, yeah, to get divorced. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay, weirdo. But yeah. Okay, there we go. Jar- Darjeeling Limited. I feel like you That's liked it more it. than I did. S- still love it. Still love it. Good. And I was glad to watch um, it again. So I didn't yeah. remember one thing about it. <laughs> nope, not one bit. It's a very it's very pretty. It's a very pretty movie it is. to watch, definitely. <laughs> Good deal. All right. Well, we're going to take a short break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about what is making us excited okay here we are we're going to talk about what is making us excited that is coming up yes yes i'm gonna have you go first okay um back in 2008 (laughs) long time ago maybe it was even 2009 i i played the scariest video game i've ever played in my life (laughs) called dead space dead space oh yes yes and (laughs) i mean is do you remember me playing it oh yeah uh oh yeah and i i couldn't play it much when when you kids were around because it's it's pretty gratuitous and and i mean it's a horror uh survival science fiction game where you Mm -hmm. play as uh, a miner, basically, uh, an engineer in space, and they're docking with this other ship, and he's trying to find his wife, and the ship has all kinds of mutants on it. Mm-hmm. The crew have been <laughs> turned into these mutants, and it's like the scariest parts of the Alien movie, and just ramped up to eleven, and I and I. <laughs> I can remember sitting on the couch playing it so many times and <laughs> your mom, my wife, would laugh at me because I would jump because she would be in the room doing something else but not paying attention to it. And I would jump because it scared me so bad. And so much of it is the the sound design, the, the, the audio yeah. is just creepy and you hear things in the distance just enough to scare you and... Anyway, all that to say, they remade the game, 
and they put it out in January. And I just got it yesterday. Ooh. And uh, <gasps> the brand new version of it for the PS5. Dad, I thought you were going to tell me they were going to make it into a movie or a TV show. And I was so excited. They kind of already did that. They, there's an animated oh, prequel. Oh, good. That, yeah, and it, it was actually pretty good. Um, oh, okay. well. And that came out because they made like two sequels, uh, Dead Space 2 and 3. The second one was fantastic. Third one was not as good. Is all right. And that kind of killed the franchise for a while. Uh, but they redid it for newer consoles. And um, I started playing it last night. And I just had this pit in my stomach of, I really want to play this. But I'm really scared to jump into this again. Because it's, it's, so, it's so bad in so many ways. So they like, they like remastered it. So it's the same first game. It's, or it's just a completely new one. It's, um, it's, this, it's the same first game, but they've... Um, redone it. Okay, okay, cool. And so they've improved nice. it. There are a couple tedious, and I don't exactly remember what, but I've read some stuff. There are some tedious parts in the original that they've gotten rid of, and they've improved it, so it's uh, a much more tense part of this, and, and you know, the cool. graphics, of course, are all revamped. And I think they've, they've changed a couple parts here and there, just mm -hmm. improved it. But it's gotten incredible reviews and great buzz and, and all that stuff <laughs> so uh yeah i'm jumping into that and if that's, you're up for that whew, that's not me that's what's making me excited so it's like oh okay my goodness. i couldn't even play portal if the sun went down yeah that well, game scared me yeah i'll have to play like little big planet Sackboy games during the day and <laughs> in dead space at night <laughs> cleanse your palate <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, that's um, I'm excited about that, and it's fun. So what are you? Nice. What's what's making you excited right now? What's making me excited um, does not have a release date, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I'm very upset. I looked it up because I was like, this is what's making me most excited. But I don't know when it's coming out. I know they're filming right now, but I don't. They don't have an announcement. But it is a movie called Bottoms, and it's directed by the same woman, Emma Seligman. Seligman who did Shiva Baby. Did you ever watch oh, that? Oh, yeah, I did. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love, love that movie. And it has um, Rachel Sennett, Sennott? Okay. I don't know how to say her last name, who was in Shiva Baby, and she's also in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Okay. And then the other girl in it, which I'm still very excited for, um, is Io Adebari, the girl that's in The Bear and Abbott Elementary. Okay. Um, you watched The Bear? Yeah, but it was... Document. She was the one that was like getting everything into shape. She was like the new hire that they were always telling. Oh, that the rules the about and everything. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was tracking on a documentary. Dad. Oh my gosh! But anyway, Got so it. this movie it's written and directed by the same girl who did Shiva Baby, and it has those two actresses. And the premise is these: <laughs> it's two unpopular queer girls start a fight club to try and impress and hook up with cheerleaders. <laughs> Doesn't that just sound... I... It's like... I love an all-girl comedy, like, teen comedy R-rated right. movie. I love them because I'm over the boy ones. That's, I'm sick of them. That's so you. So this one, I am so... And there, I think we have, like... there. There's not a trailer or anything, but there are... Um, screenshots of what they look like, and they are just beaten up. Oh, it, that's it looks funny. 
<clears throat> so funny. And I guess they've been friends, those two girls, for a while, the two actresses. And they've always wanted to do some kind of, like, comedy with each other. So this is them getting to live that out. And I am so excited. Wow. I hope it's, like, a fall release. But That I sounds amazing. I cannot wait. That's cool. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, well, you'll so have that's to, what's making us You'll have to keep us posted excited. on... Um, I will. On, like, release dates or things like that. That sounds good. I will let everyone know. Okay. <laughs> All right, and that's what's making us excited. So we're going to take another quick break and come back for Last Call. And we are back. And this is our final segment of the show where, in this particular case, I will be picking what we will be discussing and deep diving for next our next episode. And as Hannah said, we're going to stick to the theme of movies. Oh. We're not deviating. There we go. Not, not quite yet. <laughs> um, but we are going to, again, once again, the grand year of 1999. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah, so, and I didn't realize that until I picked this. I was like, oh, man, again, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> So we're going to the year 1999. Movie year. Yep, apparently so. (laughs) And I think this is even in your book that you that you have as well. Um, Yes. And it's got a fantastic documentary that's attached to this. Not necessarily attached, but uh, that I recommend viewing because it's on it's on Prime. Um, But the catchphrase is "Never give up, never surrender." Still nothing from you. No. Nope. A documentary? Have I seen the documentary? No, 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 no. So it's a film, but there's right. also a documentary about right. the film. Uh, Have I seen that documentary? Oh, no, 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 no. No oh. way. No. So this will not surprise you once you hear. <laughs> but we are going to watch and discuss Galaxy Quest. <laughs> <laughs> I know you haven't. And it stars what? Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, and yeah. Alan Rickman. And gobs of other people. Uh, Ryan, uh, Rain, I just forgot his last name. Huh? Rain Wilson? Yeah, Rain Wilson's in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, there's just like all these random people that are in it and, and everything. So we're going to watch I'm this. Uh, I rewatched it a few weeks ago and I was actually texting <laughs> Hannah's like, oh my gosh. I cannot believe how good this movie is. Um, but it's it didn't do well when it first came out. It was a bit of a disappointment. There's a whole lot of backstory about that. Um, and that's where the, the... And then it just found a life on video and mm-hmm. became this cult classic which mimics what is happening in the movie, which is... Uh, it's, a, it's very much a Star Trek takeoff. And they're a crew that had this sci-fi TV show, and they've gotten more and more popular as as uh, fan conventions have taken off, and years have gone by, and they're stuck in these stupid roles that they hate. But then aliens come in and think that the TV show is real, and try to recruit them to fight against their bad guys. 
and it goes I'm from excited. there. So I can't wait to reread that chapter because I was reading it and I was like, none of this means anything to me. Oh, I can't wait to watch this movie and read this chapter again. That's cool. That's cool. So <laughs> okay, cool. It's a great movie Good. and it's it's funny and it's they've just greenlit a TV show uh, series. Oh brother! Well, they've been trying to do this for years. Years oh. and years, and they were right at the verge of really moving forward and going into production because everybody was a part of it. And then Alan Rickman died, and then it just everything fell apart again. Oh wow! And so okay. um, they talk about because they loved making this movie. Sigourney yeah. Weaver, all of them just abs, and they're all in on the series um, yeah. somehow. So I don't know if how that was is going to work and i don't even think it's attached it was going to be on prime i don't know if it's attached there yet or they're shopping it around but anyway uh it's got a huge cult following now and uh that's what we're going to be diving into next time nice i'm excited i can't wait yep and you may hate it (laughs) i may hate it I don't know. I've never gotten super into Star Trek either. So exactly. So there, there may be some things that'll just whiff over your head, but I, I think it's all, I think it's all pretty there. So maybe I'll watch it with the Star Trekky. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for us. Thanks for tuning that's in. It. And if you Thank can, you. Um, give us a like, subscribe to the podcast so that you mm-hmm. won't miss an episode. And until next time. We'll see ya. Bye. Bye. See ya.